0: How should I know if I should get tested? We have almost no testing. We've only had less than 500 tests in the whole country. Faulty test kits from the CDC initially led to delays and inconclusive results. Today we're going to talk about testing for the coronavirus. There's been a lot of criticism of the government's delayed response to testing and some of it's warranted. you probably also heard stories about the faulty test kits that gave inconclusive results. It's not a great start, but it looks like testing will be ramping up this week. I know this is a big concern for many of you, so today, I'm going to walk you through the ins and outs of testing. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. Before anything else, let's go through the basics. Question one, how does the coronavirus test work? Well, first off, testing needs to be done at labs certified by the Food and Drug Administration or at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Don't trust anything else. At the testing site, healthcare staff are going to use a special swab to collect samples from your nose. This is what it might be like.
1: Oh, oh, oh. that's really uncomfortable. Okay, I finished the test. I do have to confess that they really have to stick the swab very far up your nose, which is is pretty uncomfortable, but it's over in seconds. It'll be two to three days before I get the test results.
0: That was Ivan Watson. He just had his nose swabbed in South Korea. Now, sometimes in addition to your nose, they may also swab your throat. If you are coughing, they may also collect some of your phlegm. They may even put a thin tube down your throat to get samples from your lungs. Now, remember, that's because this virus can affect both your upper and your lower respiratory system. Now, what the test is designed to find is evidence of the virus's genetic material. And therefore, the test has to be done in a clean and sterile manner. One of the most important things about tests, especially these sorts of tests, is something known as sensitivity. Let me explain what that means. For example, a test with 90% sensitivity... Will correctly identify 90% of the people who have the disease or the virus in this case but it may also miss 10% that would be called a 10% false negative rate in a case like this that would be a terrible rate because it means 10% of the people who actually have the virus will be missed those people think they are virus free and they are released back into the community luckily overall with this test the false negative rate appears to be less than 4% not perfect But not bad. Question number two. Who should get tested? Well, that's a bit complicated. Like most people, your first stop is probably your doctor. And your doctor will likely consult with the CDC or follow the CDC's guidelines. And let me tell you, those guidelines have changed. Initially, it was really just for people who had traveled to China, where the virus was known to be spreading, and people who had known contact with an infected person. But now the criteria are looser and really left more to the discretion of your doctor. Things that your doctor is probably considering, one, your symptoms. Do you have a fever, a cough, shortness of breath? Do you have more severe symptoms, like a higher fever, or severe difficulty breathing? Your doctor is also going to want to make sure that nothing else can explain your symptoms, like the flu. You're also probably going to get asked about your history of travel or contact, have you been in contact with a confirmed patient within 14 days of their symptoms? Have you traveled to certain countries, like China, Iran, Japan, Italy, South Korea, within the past 14 days? Look, this lack of testing has been an issue here in the United States. Just to give you some context, South Korea has performed thousands of tests a day, over 100,000 now. In fact, when Ivan got his testing done, it was actually at a drive through testing center in South Korea.
1: I spoke with a doctor at a coronavirus crisis center, and he says that one of the best lessons that Korea has to offer other countries that are just beginning to deal with coronavirus are these drive-through test sites, because the authorities say you can process more people quicker, and it limits the exposure of the medical professionals themselves to patients who could be carrying the disease.
0: Look, while the CDC here in the United States did develop a test very quickly, when they sent that testing kit out to state and county labs, during the verification process, some of the kits were found to be flawed. They were coming back with inconclusive results. That wasn't helpful, obviously. And then those initial strict criteria may have been too strict. That meant that patients who were worried and showed up at their doctor's office wanting to get tested were simply told that testing couldn't happen. But there is some good news that I heard this week.
1: We've seen, in cooperation with CDC, a significant expansion in the ability to perform those tests. We have one manufacturer who's working closely with the CDC to expand that over this upcoming week, and we expect that to be available, those kits, to providers by the the end of the week, and that expansion will continue.
0: That was Dr. Stephen Hahn, the FDA commissioner. If you do get tested, the results can come back in as fast as six hours. Ivan's test in South Korea took a couple of days to come back, but most people here in the United States will probably hear their results within a day. Question three How much does a test cost? Well, coronavirus testing done by the CDC is free, but there is a catch. You may still have to pay for the other hospital and consultation costs, and if you test positive, you're probably going to be told to isolate yourself at home, meaning that you're either going to have to miss work or work from home if possible. There's a lot to talk about with testing. But what this all means is that the increased testing this week is likely going to result in a dramatic increase in the number of coronavirus cases diagnosed in the United States. But the context is what I'm trying to give you here. When you see those increased numbers reported, hopefully it's now going to make sense and not feel that surprising or alarming. Don't forget, if you have a question for the podcast, send a voice memo or an email to podcast at cnn.com. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the one thing I get asked about the most, travel. Thanks for listening.